Hello and welcome to Bayhem, the Talk Film Society Michael Bay Retrospective Podcast. I'm your co-host, Marcelo Pico, and with me, as always, are my two other co-hosts, Mike Schindler. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. And also Diego Crespo. Hello, Diego. Hello. It is great. It's a good day. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, folks. It's you know, amazing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, can we change the name of the podcast to that? Uh, no, amazing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't talk ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk. Good. Uh, perfect for a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, side story. And this is related to Michael Bay, obviously. I wouldn't just start a story with like a, a random, you know, story about nothing. But uh, I woke up with a tweet uh, that someone had added me and also added Diego that uh, the Bad Boys 1 and 2 4K Steelbook was on sale at Best Buy. <laughs> mm. And I love that people already know me and also Diego to know to alert us of any any sales of Michael Bay products. <laughs> So that's how my day started. <laughs> oh, that's good. That, that that's was good. very nice. That that it made was me very happy. Nice. And I'm I'm looking at the still book now because I went to Best Buy this morning after going to the gym. I was being responsible. Then I went and did an irresponsible thing, and I bought the steel book for fifteen mm. bucks. And it's nice. I I I I'm glad I now own these two movies in 4K. So I will enjoy those later this week. See, see, you guys, you got to get with the future, like Michael Bay. You know? <laughs> Do you think Michael Bay still buys physical media? No. You know? <laughs> oh, here we go. He streams it, right? <laughs> he streams it in 4K. He dreams in the 4. He streams in 4K. Wait, see, both. He streams and dreams. he streams and dre- streams and dreams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Mike, do you know this for sure? And I, I think we've had this conversation over DM, you know, a few months ago about, you know, streaming 4K physical discs. Yeah. I, do you know for a certain Mike that Michael Bay, you know, is a streaming guy, or are you just assuming that he is? I'm just assuming. The only uh, the only time I the only thing I know about uh, Michael Bay and 4K is the. Uh, when he was giving that presentation at like CES. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I knew if I was going to do a Michael Bay podcast, I would eventually have to talk about that mm. because that was a deal. Yeah. Um, because yeah, for those who don't know, just Google what it was. Uh, 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 where was it again, Mike? It was I'm assuming at, uh, it was at CES, but I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. Yeah, where he was doing like a like a um, demonstration of a TV and nothing was going right. And he just stopped in the middle of the presentation. Yeah, did a quick about face and left the stage without saying anything. Yep, <laughs> because the teleprompter didn't work or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, something yeah. went wrong, and he's just like, "Nope, I'm out of here." Speaking of which, this is completely unrelated, but uh, it's it's amazing, and everyone has to see it. Um, uh, my my uh, co podcaster Sean Eastridge uh, pointed out a video of. Tom Hanks at CES in 2009 when Angels and Demons came out, where he ah. was contractually obligated to uh, kick off the Sony presentation at CES. Uh-huh. Just YouTube it. It's <laughs> the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Now, is is it like he's... 
you can tell he's being forced. He's like, <laughs> oh, you can tell he's being forced. He <laughs> makes it very clear. He makes it very clear that the only reason why he's there is because he's contractually obligated to be there, and it is <laughs> hilarious. Like, sure, he's won two Oscars, but there's there's only so much a man can do. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. It's the best. Oh boy. Anyway, all right. Anyway, regardless, uh, of that. Michael Bay. Transformers. We're here, we're here to talk about Transformers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, released on July 3rd, 2007. Me and Mike had a quick little talk about that date, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, because when I saw the trailer earlier today, it was advertised as July 4th. But hey, apparently it came out July 3rd. And it was 747, which I think yes. was supposed to be like... Yeah, anyway, it was a very... Well, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, well yeah. We, we will get into it. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Transformers. I was excited to talk about this last episode after me being, you know, not as huge of a fan of the, as the, as the uh, uh, me being not a huge of a fan of the island as I wanted to be. I was like, I want to dive back into a a uh, a warm blanket of a Michael Bay movie, and this for me is a warm blanket, folks. It is. I don't know what it is. Like when I watch this movie, I'm just like, yeah, this is the stuff. Uh, <laughs> let me drown in it. I will pass out and go into a Michael Bay coma. A nice one, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know how to describe this movie. It, I have I have nostalgic feelings for some reason with this movie, and I guess I'll dive into it. Uh, here's my first time watching. Then I'll, I'll go to you guys. So I don't re- actually remember seeing it for the first time. All I remember is my experience seeing it in IMAX. And apparently, uh, 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 we were having this conversation off Mike, me and Mike, about um, it was released like a month after its uh, initial theatrical run, right, Mike? Or a month after it was released, right? And they put it in IMAX, something like that. It was it was a, a, a certain amount of time after the initial release, it, it came out in IMAX. Yeah, so I remember that experience and just being blown away by this technical marvel of a movie a solid blockbuster and the presentation of of it all and the one vivid memory i will keep with me until the day i die is how the bass shook the entire theater to the extent that it shook my pants so (laughs) i will always remember that and it will it's yeah i was about to say i love this movie i think i do love this movie i don't know why it's to me, it just works on like a visceral level. It's all Michael Bay movies. It's a solid blockbuster, and I just enjoy it for what it is. And yeah, that's that's me, Transformers guys. That's where I'm starting off. Okay, and sure, I've had wine. <laughs> that's probably where I'm speaking from too. But hey, you know, it will shake your pants. Here you go. <laughs> it will shake my pants. Put that on the post. <laughs> An extended version of the film was released on September 21st, 2007. So that's quite ah, a bit okay. Later. Quite quite a bit away. So yeah, I, I you know, I for sure did see it when I first came out, but it's that it was that September IMAX release that really just stays with me. Among um, the additional scenes, Sam's interrogation by the police officer runs longer, ending the detective's with the detectives showing Sam the famous This Is Your Brain on Drugs PSA. Upon arriving at the Hoover Dam, Agent Simmons gives a much longer speech about Sector 7 and what they do. When Captain Lennox acquires old walkie-talkies from the pawn shop, he's seen arguing with the pawn shop clerk about the price. Interesting. So there you go. See, 
And we were also saying before off mic, Mike, that uh, this version is not available anywhere. That's correct. It's only, yes, unless there's a an old IMAX print lying around somewhere, then, yeah. Yeah, but uh, who knows, who knows. All right, so, yeah, that's that's me and Transformers, guys. Oof. Uh, Mike, what about you, your experience watching this for the first time? Uh, well, the first time that I saw it was on July 2nd, the morning of July 2nd. 2007, which was a Monday morning, which caused all sorts of problems because, you know, generally speaking, movies come out on Fridays, you know, or even if they come out on Wednesdays, you still got a couple of uh, weekdays there before uh, that movie comes out. So generally speaking, the, the depot would deliver the prints for new movies on either Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on the distributor. And that was perfectly well and good because it gave you time to assemble the prints and screen them beforehand and then make sure that everything was good so that when, you know, 900 people are coming to see it on at midnight, you're, you're good to go. Well, since this movie came out on essentially a Monday night, there was a weekend there where the depots weren't delivering prints. So in order to get the prints to the theaters on time, they delivered the prints on Friday night. But what they did was they had padlocks on one of the two cans so that you could not access the movie until they gave you the combination on Monday morning so that you could unlock it and assemble the print. And that's fantastic you know whatever because i mean come on we're trying to get work done here but also that means we need to come in on monday morning before we open to screen this thing before working a full day and having a midnight show at the end of the night for this two hour and 24 minute movie so there's all that right but then inevitably what will happen is what happened to me which is you put in the combination for the lock and it doesn't unlock <laughs> wow so then you got to call the depot and the depot is like you could use bolt cutters and then we uh, say oh we don't have bolt cutters and they say oh well then i guess you have to go to the hardware store and then you get so mad so mad at this lock which is not working that you pick up the, the entire film can by the lock and you slam it on the ground as hard as you can and and then it pops open and then you're you're good to go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, <laughs> that's uh, that is one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but trying to this... desperately break open a real a, a box of uh of Transformers film. That's that's amazing. It was crazy. Yeah. And this then became, you know, they did this out of desperation, but then once they realized it was a system which you know, for the most part worked. They were like, oh, this is the thing to do now. So then basically every movie which was released had locked cans, and that was fun. So, Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, regardless of that, Mike, <laughs> 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 the, the, the movie itself, when you first watched it, at, I mean, okay, after all that had happened, I imagine you were a little upset. 
Uh, yeah, right. but but I was really excited because I have been waiting for this movie forever because I was a huge Transformers fan. That was my cartoon growing up was Transformers, m- more so than anything else, more than He-Man, more than anything. Transformers was my show. And the idea that they were making a live action Transformers and Michael Bay was directing it, that was awesome to me. I could not wait to see this movie. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like a they were going back and forth. It was like Michael Bay and Jonathan Mostow, I think, were the two finalists. And I think Roland Emmerich was in there somewhere, too. But they ended up going with Michael Bay. And I was like, that's amazing. I can't wait to see this. And uh, yeah, I watched it and I was like, this movie's great. I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't think that I was watching it with like the proper perspective at that point in time. um, Because I remember like my friend went to see the Midnight Show and he came out of it. And I'm like, that was amazing, wasn't it? And he's like... That was a piece of shit. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I don't understand. What's wrong with you? And uh, yeah, so, you know, but we'll get into the rest of that later on. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was your initial encounter with it. And, and I should say, I forgot to mention this, like I, you know, coming into it, I was not a huge Transformers guy. Like I watched some of the cartoon. I played with some of the toys as a kid. But I mean, I wasn't. it wasn't a property I was, you know, nuts over. I, I, I actually didn't realize the extent of how crazy people got uh, about Transformers, the property, until I heard the commentary with Michael Bay earlier today. And he said that uh, people were so obsessed that they were hacking into his files and stealing the script for the movie. I'm sure that happened. Yeah, and and he got death threats from people who were upset that Michael Bay was directing a Transformers movie. So, Well, that probably did happen. <laughs> so yeah so yes transformers the property like i came into it kind of like oh i i understand what transformers are uh i'm a, I'm a you know mild fan but hey the movie itself yeah I, I it's great anyway diego okay your turn now uh your initial uh encounter with this transformers movie well, if I recall, there was a movie that came out that same weekend, or at least in the same vicinity, uh, yeah. uh, that was uh, a little more family-friendly, and it was, I believe, Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> had come out around that time, and uh, this, I, I remember my family had made plans to go see, like a handful of us, uh, aunt, uncles, cousins, to go see... Uh, the Transformers, or to, to go see Alvin and Chipmunks, and I was like, "Oh, please, God, no!" And you know, I, I was at the age where I was like, "I don't, I'm not gonna go do anything. Like, I'm not gonna tell them no." You know, uh, I was still a kid, and uh, we ended up watching Transformers instead. And I was like, oh, "I don't, I don't care about this either." And even at that age, I was like, "You know, I don't care about Transformers. What am I, what am I gonna do?" And then uh, I walked out of it being like, "Oh, thank God, I loved it." Uh, like it was one of the the most pleasant surprises of my my young childhood life. Um, I don't know how like good it is. I, I think it has genuine issues with pacing and and structure. But generally speaking, I, I think Transformers holds up quite a bit. It really just shocked me when I was younger that I was invested in the characters. Uh, Steven Spielberg produced it, and this might sound like a stretch, but there is like some Spielbergian touches to this. 
Like, there's a very touching story about a boy in his car. Um, that, like, eternal sunset that Michael Mann likes shooting on gives it this really, like, nostalgic flair for, like, those, uh, like, genre-bending coming-of-age movies from the 80s, which is very fitting for Transformers, I would argue, even though I'm not, like, huge on that property still. I, I, I remain very surprised by how well-made this movie is, even with its issues that we could get into. Although I think we're all pretty much fans of this across the board now. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've all been this big of fans of something. Or maybe yeah. I just remember being isolated in the last episode where I, I didn't like the island as you two, as much as you two. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, guys, it's watching it again today. It was hard for me to like come to terms with like how much I like this movie <laughs> because yeah, like on the face of it, it's like, it shouldn't work this well. Like, but like it, it, it just like the script is solid enough and there's enough Michael Bay ism in there that I'm like, yeah, it's, it, it's also enjoyable. Yeah. You, and like what Diego was saying, like there is that Spielberg touch in there, um, but the boy in his car and like how Shia LaBeouf is, not yet, you know, to me anyway, the annoying persona that he eventually becomes, you know, later on in his career. Like, there's still some young innocence there. There's still, like, the holes LaBeouf is there, you know? So, I don't know. A lot of it just works in its favor. And I'm like, yes, this is still enjoyable. Yes, it does get particularly insane in the final act, but I buy it. Like, that whole conceit of them taking the cube into a populated city it's stupid but i like it <laughs> so yeah so yeah it, it works all of it does really work for me so uh that's one big surprise c- coming at it again after a few years of uh having not seen them like oh this still works it's still solid it's i think that the big strength of the film is that it does play a lot like you'd mentioned roland emmerich was up for this um yeah it does feel like that one of those kind of movies like a disaster event type of movies that has this like disparate cast of characters in different sections of like the planet having to come together for like some some greater good. Like I think that's why people love going to summer movies. At the end of the day, people love seeing people like ensembles like this, um, like uniting for like a common goal or good or something like that. Like when people talk about summer movies, I think that's really what like what gets people what gets butts in seats, you know. And Transformers is like that at its finest i would argue um <laughs> at least in terms yeah. of like likability the the characters that yeah, some of them do have like the michael bay like excessive comedy bits but i don't i didn't find anyone like obnoxious here i, I know no. anthony yeah. anderson has become like a meme uh for <laughs> his performance in this and he still makes me laugh i'm sorry like uh, it's I, I think he's hysterical in this and i think there's a a genuine issue in not bringing him back for sequels <laughs> Yeah, um, one part of the commentary they got a kick out of um, is when that that moment happens where it's, it's Anthony Anderson that falls over, or, or somebody falls over, like when, when when the cops raid a house, right? And Michael Bay's like, well, I just wanted somebody to fall over, and I thought it was funny, and the audience thought it was funny, so it worked. So, there you go. <laughs> he <laughs> so, got me. Right. He got me. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> Let me ask Mike. Coming at it again, like, do you think like uh, are we not are we all in agreement that it it holds up that well after what like twelve years after its release? No. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so 
sorry, guys. I, you know, All right. I mean, like, look, I, I was going into this completely biased because I was such a big Transformers fan and I was such a big Michael Bay fan. But even at the time, I mean, it was very similar in a lot of ways to watching like Phantom Menace where, I mean, I love the Phantom Menace, but, you know, at the time you're like, well, that didn't work. That's a weird choice. But, well, whatever. It's 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 still it's still working. It's still working. Just keep going with it. <laughs> It's, it's all good. And, you know, I mean, like the design of the robots and stuff. I mean, this gets to be a bigger problem, like in the next movie. But, yeah, yeah. like, I, I'm not saying that it has to be true to the original in order to be good or, or anything like that. What I'm saying is that, like, in the original cartoon, there were definite shapes and and distinct shapes and you could tell that these were different characters whereas now with these things and the way that they all just sort of become like these blobs of metal you have no idea who is who and then when all of these big blobs of metal just start crashing into each other you basically have no idea what's going on you know, and, and, and they are so alien that you can't even connect to them on any sort of level which is relatable. And because of that, the action in this Transformers movie, the Transformers stuff, is the stuff which does not really work. And then you've got the stuff with the people, which I think does work for the most part, but it certainly has those Michael Bay moments where it's the editing in particular where it's like you you think that this moment is funny so you're literally cutting to it for like a split second and then cutting back to something else and there's absolutely no flow to what you're doing and it's not funny in that context i don't know what he does that for it's very strange i mean i i I do still enjoy the movie but i mean let's face facts guys like we've got bumblebee now so uh we don't really need this anymore so that's 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 a separate discussion though i would i mean uh yeah let's let yeah okay so i want to start with the design yeah because you brought it up mike so that's one thing i really want to talk about because um i i'm in agreement I'm in agreement with you for the most part, but I'll say in this first movie, in the first Transformers, all of the issues that you have, Mike, like I am, it's tolerable for me, and I still, you know, am a fan of like the the CGI work, the editing, the action. I it, it all jives well with me. It's not until the second one for sure <laughs> then it becomes a major problem for me and then the third one kind of reels back it's still i mean it becomes more tangible it becomes more understandable and then i don't even know it goes on the fourth or fifth one that's i mean that's whatever i mean i mean spoilers here but i honestly think that the third one is the best out of all of the ones that he did and like that one holds up for me I know I'm in the minority on that, but well, that one totally works for me. So, uh, I'll say, you know, yeah, t- to jump ahead a little bit, I remember seeing that one in 3D and being like a, a big fan of it. Uh, I haven't visited it, I don't think, maybe since theaters. So, I, I for sure am looking forward to that rewatch. But the second one, man, uh, I know we're not there yet, but that's that's we'll have painful. all of next week to <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
but just, here, everyone you just know, watch it piecemeal. You know? <laughs> oh man, but no, but, but but here, but here, all of it is t- is tangible. It's tolerable, uh, tolerable for me. Like I, the the, the uh, and I get it, Mike. Like the action, um, it it does tend to just be like shades of gray fighting each other. But for me, there's enough distinction there. Where I appreciate the violence. And I uh, back then when I first saw it, I remember just being in awe of two giant robots basically fighting like, you know, I, my thought was like, imagine if those were humans fighting, you know, we have like decapitations, stabbings, people being torn, you know, robots being torn in half. It's fucking violent. And I appreciate that violence. I appreciate that Michael <laughs> Bay and company got away with that sort of violence in the PG-13 movie. So... I get all that from this one, you know. So, I guess that's my, I guess, casual defense of all of that. I mean, Diego. I mean, any thoughts on you know, you know the, the the actual design of it, of like these robots and the CGI work? Wait, what are your thoughts on that? The designs need work, like Mike said. You know, we got Bumblebee, and those designs are so clean and fluid. Like, I guess those those are more in line with the original animated series. Like that again, like that doesn't do anything for me, but they are just like physically better designs to keep track of the moving shapes and images, you know, like it's, it does get excessive a little bit in this one. And yeah, you guys said enough about two for this episode. So yeah, just stay tuned for that discussion. Um, cause holy shit. But this one, I, I think there's enough differentiation between the Autobots because they all have a different color scheme, but even then they're still just like such busy designs. You know, I think of something, someone like Guillermo del Toro, Whose, whose work often has, like, very busy designs, too, like the Jaegers and Pacific Rim. But they're ultimately very different, like, like uh, constructions. Um, I, I think a lot of that and more recently Godzilla King of the Monsters, where if you took these outlines of these different creations, the, the kaiju or the mechas, you, you're going to see different shapes. With the Transformers in the Michael Bay film... You're not going to see vastly different shapes. See what I mean? It, it becomes a a problem when they're fighting too aggressively in the city, which I believe is downtown LA. I, oh I, man, I've never that, been clear. Exactly. I <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I've never been clear of where they are in that final fight. It, I, I it wasn't until I listened to the commentary where Michael Bay was like, "Oh yeah, it's supposed to be in LA," and like, oh, "Okay, LA." fine and then apparently they sh- uh, bay said that they shot in three uh locations it's like one was the universal lot one was la and the other one was detroit so that made a whole lot of sense because it seems like it's just a disparate city somewhere so anyway i always, i've always had a problem with like, like the feeling of where that final fight takes place it's like where are they exactly and if if I may, I, I just want to because I do want to praise some of the structure of the film and even gasp the character work. I think is pretty good uh, in the writing, especially. So this is my my Kurtzman and Orsi praise episode. Um, oh no! But like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the structure of like the finale is a little odd, even though I was just praising it. Like, what does it mean for them to be fighting in the city? Like, because they're actively trying to avoid making this like the characters not the, i mean the movie itself is trying to make this the biggest blockbuster ever which is fine with me but when the characters are actively like trying to stop like 
this 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 chaos from happening from the cube and Megatron, like the rise of Megatron. It it, it feels a little weird that it would be set in a city. I like it because you know, boom, boom, bang, pow. But <laughs> you know, that's my that's my uh, caveman brain firing neurons. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always been a th- a thing for me. I, I mentioned it earlier. It's like, yeah, why why do they want to take it into the city when they could have easily gone into the desert with this cube? I mean, we haven't even talked about the actual plot of this movie. God damn it. <laughs> One thing that I will say about the design work, um, I hadn't heard this until Bumblebee came out. And my friend was talking about it. But apparently, back in the day, they had said that the reason why they didn't use like solid shapes and stuff and make the designs more similar to the cartoon or to, to what ended up in Bumblebee was that the CGI was not at a point where they could do that and make it look like photorealistic so they intentionally Hmm. went with this abstract thing in order to basically hide the limitations of the effects i don't know whether or not that's true but um yeah um i i I don't know either like um i'll say two things one thing i'll say is and this might be controversial to mike at least i like the designs of these things um sorry but (laughs) <laughs> I I I don't know why it's maybe it's because it just I'll give high praise to the sound design because yeah Michael Michael Bay and Company gave these Transformers a distinct sound that I will like you know every time I hear that noise of them transforming I'll think of this movie like uh, and I'm sh- I, I, I actually have to ask Mike like that's not a sound that came from the cartoon or anything, right? That's just distinctly from this movie, right? Yeah, no, you hear the sound from, like, the cartoon has a very distinct sound. It's like, and it's like one of the first things that you hear when that helicopter is transforming. Um, yeah, but you hear it, like, throughout the franchise, you hear it, like, all the time. Like, they throw it in as, like, one of the sort of, like, weird little gizmo sounds or whatever in in addition to like all the other sound effects that are are used in the transforming but it is like one of the very first things that you hear when when that first helicopter is transforming yeah. okay so it is like a like a callback to the cartoons then yeah i mean it, the the sound in general of is is completely different but there's like one little oh, sound okay. effect which is just like like I mean, it's it's very very distinct, and you occasionally hear that little sound effect. It's it's kind of like their version of the Wilhelm, you know. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, but but yeah, like the the sound design of this movie and just the way it's I don't know, it's just so intricate. It's needless needlessly intricate these designs of these robots, but it just feels like very. Michael Bay, <laughs> overblown, way too like t- way too tiny pieces coming together. I don't know. I I like it. It just feels right in this movie. And I and hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bumblebee too, though. You know, and I appreciate that it went retro in that design where it made it more simplistic. But I I don't know. I, I I like how these are presented. They're just overly complicated, and I, I like that. Um, I forget my other point, but yeah, yeah, that's my controversial take, Mike. I'm sorry. I, I like these designs. That's okay. I remember Michael Bay talking about at the time saying like, oh, well, he these are aliens, so he wanted to make them look alien. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I oh, I just remembered. I just remembered my other point. Um, he brought up in the first two minutes of the commentary 
anime. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that sheds some light on this too. Um, my limited knowledge of anime uh hold some insight in like maybe yeah you know anime designs japanese designs maybe holds a key to like uh michael bay's viewpoint on this whole thing because he uh, isn't anime i don't know if you guys know a lot about anime i don't know maybe diego mike i don't know but like is uh, isn't that like a lot of like very intricate overly designed sort of you know uh, animation in these anime i don't know like maybe that's a key to understanding this movie <laughs> is anime which i don't know <laughs> maybe i mean it can be very detailed and stuff right yeah uh, yeah 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 i mean the the original cartoon i would say doesn't really qualify in that although the movie does to some extent but i know he's talked about how much he does not like the original movie he says uh, he's like sorry guys it's bad <laughs> like, what which I've I've never seen it Mike what, what I mean what's 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 your opinion on that original movie oh it's amazing um okay. it's it's part of I, I forget what website it was where they did something called like uh like exploitation or something like that you know like the idea of like there's a whole like subgenre of movies that came out primarily in the 80s which are just star wars ripoffs in one way or another <laughs> and and this is totally that i mean the story is the story of star wars just with robots but it's <laughs> it's fantastic and i i do love the animation and they do some pretty bold stuff in terms of the character like they kill optimus prime spoilers and, and stuff like that i mean it, it, the voice cast is amazing they got judd nelson they got leonard nimoy in there the micro machine guy it's fantastic i don't know it's definitely well maybe it's not better than bumblebee but it's definitely better than all the michael bay movies <laughs> <So>. <laughs> fair enough and is it isn't orson welles in that too oh yeah hell yes. yeah yeah orson yeah, welles's yeah, final yeah. performance as unicron the uh, planet eating <laughs> robot um yeah i've always wanted to do a double feature of citizen kane and transformers i thought that would be fantastic one <laughs> oh, day please put that on a poster oh i've tried <laughs> i've always so wanted hard. to double <laughs> <laughs> I've tried amazing. so hard. Yes, the Alpha and the Omega of Orson Welles. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I, you wouldn't go see that? I would go to see that in a heartbeat. You know? I, would, I, would, I would see it. Mostly because I've also it. never seen the Transformers original movie, but yes, I would. Yeah. Holy crap. It's worth it. um, back to this Transformers. Uh, one point I wanted to bring up uh, is the military aspects of this whole deal. Um, I'm going to go to Diego. Okay. So the the whole military plots, which is very Michael Bay, he even said himself in the commentary, like after you know uh, getting the pitch from Spielberg and Spielberg wanting him to direct, I think one of his next steps was like, I'm gonna call my military buddies, and 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 see if they can't you know join the party here. So and then yeah, they be, there's characters that become just you know, intricate to the plot of this. So the military aspect of it, Diego, what are your thoughts on? Uh, how that's played out. It, it actually makes a, like a modicum of sense for a Michael Bay movie. I, I don't know. It's it's a very American narrative, that's for sure. Uh, very in line with Independence Day. I, I, I do wish follow-up films had gone broader with that, but like it's Michael Bay. That was never going to happen. Uh, so that's fine. Like, I have to live with that. But it's tying alien immigrants to 
an American military narrative and making them basically like a, a paramilitary unit is not the worst idea, but you got to do something interesting with that. For this first movie, it's enough to like to make a jumping off point. You know, it, it's enough to, to kick off like this five series long entry of films that uh, never really goes anywhere interesting with that idea. It just kind of <laughs> is what it is. But I, I think they're used fine. There are far more offensive films than their, their, their use of the American military, some of which Michael Bay has made, many of which oh. I also like. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I'm not, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very mixed bag situation for me. Uh, I like yeah. I like the military cast, and I like that their their story gets the big opening, and then the first act of the movie is them just like running away from one robot scorpion transformer, Scorbonic, I believe his name is. Uh, I really like that Scorp- Scorbonac. Scorbonac. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I like all the weird names and stuff like that. I've, I've always been fascinated by all the Transformer stuff. I just never got into it. And they're uh, like when he's taking them out one by one in the sand, like that's my shit right there. That reminded me of like Jurassic Park, the the, the Velociraptor sequence in Lost World, you know, but oh, yeah. in the open desert. That was like the shit for me when I first saw it. I was like, oh fuck yeah, this movie is the best movie ever made. <laughs> um, it's not, but that part's still awesome. Uh, I think it remains to be seen if this is the best movie ever made. I don't know. It, it's not. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> we've seen. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, I want to ask you, okay, and since now you're the Transformers expert okay. on this podcast, um, and I've only seen some episodes of the original Transformers, but I honestly can't remember, are there humans in those, in those, uh, in that show, there's a few. I mean, there's one. I mean, basically, the main one. His name is Spike, and he is Sam. I mean, they're the same character essentially. Okay. Um, okay. and his dad is in it too. His dad's like a construction worker or something, and Spike's like a teenager. And then, as it, w- w- with the movie, they did like a massive time jump to the future very famously it opens up with the narrator saying it is the year 2005 and yeah it's great anyway this was made in like 1986 uh, but um in that he's an adult and then they, they, he's got a kid but it's a very minimal um human cast it's basically sam and sam's dad is essentially what would be the equivalent um in that regard yeah, so the addition of the military aspects uh, to the Transformers, I guess, lore in this movie, like how how do you ultimately feel about that inclusion? I mean, I guess it makes sense in the you know, I mean, the the, the original cartoon, believe it or not, is not tremendously realistic. It's uh, what <laughs> I know, it's weird, um, <laughs> but it's, it's basically just you know robots fighting each other, and then occasionally they'll be like. Uh oh, there's a there's an oil tanker out over there which might get caught in the crossfire. Well, we can't let that happen. You know, it's it's basically like that. You know, but it's very like robot centered, and they're basically just fighting each other each episode. And you know, in the uh, in the movie, it makes sense to ground it with humans and everything, just like you need to in you know any movie like this, whether it's Jurassic Park or whatever. And uh, it does make sense for the military to be heavily involved because it's you know alien robots which are killing each other and and, and everything so yeah I, I'm okay with it I, I do think that it's very 
you know, in, in very Michael Bay fashion, it's borderline propaganda. But, um, you, you know, I mean, that's to be expected, I guess, too, from a movie like this and from Michael Bay, you know. Yeah, I you know I don't remember if we've talked about this before about um, the the propaganda esqueness of Michael Bay's use of the military. If you ask me, uh, and I've had this discussion with somebody uh, in real life who <laughs> she does not like Michael Bay, and her thing is like, oh yeah, he's he's just making military propaganda. You know, he's you know peddling this stuff. And I'm like, and my defense is. I honestly think Michael Bay, and I love him. I do honestly think he's like uh, big guns, cool, <laughs> big tanks, cool, America, cool. Well, I mean, I think that there's because you know the military is involved with these, you know, and a lot. I like, oh yeah, that was like one of the things I remember when this came out was like the 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 plane that you see like Megatron turn into or something like that was like a, at the time top secret, like military plane or something. And like, this was the first time it was seen publicly. It was like in Transformers, something along those lines. I don't exactly no, yeah. know, but you're right. Yeah. You know, and like I had, there was a guy who actually kind of got me into podcasting and he was so opposed to this sort of stuff. And his whole thing was like, they get, military approval in order to get support and then the government is just like here you can have a bunch of whatever a bunch of uh, aircraft or whatever that you can use to shoot your movie and he just thought that that was like the worst thing ever because why is the government paying for a Transformers movie you know and of course the reason is because it makes them look good and it you know helps in terms of you know promoting their thing and recruiting and all that good stuff and it's like you know there's a give and take there or whatever but I mean yeah I would definitely say that it is propaganda and I would say that he is doing it because I think well for one thing I think he just wants to make the military look good because he's a big supporter but I think also he wants to keep them happy so that they'll keep on giving him stuff to make that that you know budget go even further right No yeah and yeah like uh it is true. like he he um he <laughs> Uh, like I said earlier, his one of his first calls after like he got pitched for the movie was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna talk to the military and basically make them uh, an, an essential part of this," because in his eyes, he's like, "You know, if there were alien creatures, the military would definitely be involved with that." And it's like, "Yeah," and to my point, I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's more like he just wants to use their cool toys, mm-hmm. you know." And uh, sure, <laughs> there's a story he told. Where there's a scene where one of the uh, hackers, computer people, that that blonde—I f- I forget the character's name—you know, the, the the blonde character, blue eyes. She uh, sneaks into one of the uh, rooms uh, where these militaries are holding their, you know, meeting, right? And he had to shoot it in a way where it's believable, quote unquote, to the uh, military expert on set, who was like, "No, that's not." real like that's not gonna happen that way and michael bay's like wait so she can't just sneak into a room and the military guy's like no like nobody could ever sneak into a room that classified 
no way. You have to shoot it a different way. And Michael Bay's like, okay. So he had to shoot it <laughs> to where it would be believable to this one ex- you know, military expert. So yeah, the script and the plot itself had to bend its will to the military. And yeah, I could see that being propaganda. <laughs> but to me, just the uh, there has to be some ill will, some um, intent to that propaganda. And I just see it as like very, like just I don't see him as being that political about it. So this is my point of view. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's being political about you know I don't know. I, there was a, another guy. I he he was a podcaster at, at the time too, and he said something like, "What exactly is the military's thinking behind this?" Like. In terms of recruitment, like, hey, you never know, maybe you'll get to fight aliens, you know, like what, (laughs) like what, what exactly do they get out of this on a practical level, you know, and I guess, you know, it's just exposure more than anything for sure. But I mean, uh, Diego, do do you have any thoughts on this angle, on this whole propaganda angle? Uh, Well, actually, kind of, yeah, I, I. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on the initial thought of like, well, he's not thinking too much about putting military in, fil- in his films. He's just pro-military. But I think even though he might not be intending on saying it, you know, like like all art, all art is saying something whether it intends to or not. You know, it, it something will be said. Uh, uh, someone will take away something from it. And I do think his things are definitely his, his his films and the use of the military are definitely more conservative he he does definitely lean one way more than the other whether or not he intends to is uh i, I think a, a separate subject matter from the film itself but he de- i think he definitely does lean more towards the right with his use of the military stuff and there's certainly discussion to be had about whether or not that's good anymore <laughs> and you know what not to spoil one of the future films we're going to talk about i think he eventually becomes aware of that or at least the criticism he got for that because of his use of military in his two most recent films but that's all i'll say for that um yeah yeah this uh, i i i think they're used well enough here to to kind of be like okay let's see where you go next and then <laughs> right away it's like well no there, there's nothing to say about anything i can't in regards to that his last two movies were at this I, point. Wait, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, Mike, I'm honestly with you. Um, it's, isn't it 13 Hours and something else? I, I forget. Um, what is it? Diego, what, just 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 tell us what, what the last oh, okay. two Okay, uh, 13 Hours and Transformers The Last Night. Okay. I have trouble remembering what happens in that movie, so uh, last mm-hmm. night. Um Okay, yeah, no, this is all, and I'm glad we brought this up because this is all just messy, like territory. I'm also trying to kind of wade through. Okay, like that. I initially started out saying, yeah, he may not put any thought to it, but but then Diego, you brought up a good point that sure, he may, to me in my eyes, he may not put any thought to it, but the way it's perceived and the way people react to it and the way it's it's presented. You know, it does seem like it's more right wing than anything else. So, yeah, it's messy, guys. It's messy. And full disclosure, I was in the military for four years. I was in the Air Force. So, uh, but I also consider myself a staunch liberal. So, I don't know. (laughs) It's all just messy. Um, 
What else can we say about Transformers, guys? I mean, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, go can ahead. I talk about the, uh, the the characters really quick, specifically of yeah, Sam yeah. and Michaela? Um, yeah. Megan Fox uh, got done dirty by by Hollywood. Often, I, I find uh, Jennifer's Body is a fantastic film. Everyone, go watch that. Uh, but I think she's good in this, and I, I think this is at a point where, like, even now we're still seeing like repercussions of this, but like people disliking a movie or certain aspects of movie being like, oh, well, the, the 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 chick that everyone says is hot is obviously the bad part of it. No girls in our movies, you know. And then there's just so much criticism uh, thrown <laughs> against her and the character, and it's just like Jesus. No, I mean it's not to jump ahead again, right? But the one that always stands out to me is from Transformers three right where you've mm-hmm. got um uh rose huntington whiteley right and yeah. everyone's like oh look look at that that transformers movie of course they just cast a victoria's secret model like why okay, yeah you know and then she's in you know mad max fury road and everyone's like this is amazing you know <laughs> so it's like you know what give some people the benefit of the doubt there that's all I'm exactly saying, right Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Like I don't think she, I don't think Megan Fox gives like an amazing performance in this, but she's not like any worse than uh, um, anyone else. Name Shia movie. LaBeouf or anyone else in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Anyone else in the movie? Tyrese. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's acting on the Michael Bay wavelength. Everyone's fine in their roles. Um, but I actually think there's some genuinely like interesting writing going on with the Michaela character. Like her, she almost has entirely her own agency. Like. If you explained what her character was doing throughout the whole movie, and you didn't mention anything else, like, you, you, you told someone, I have this story for this character named Michaela, and so she's going through this home life trouble, she has a shitty boyfriend, she gets wrapped up in this uh, crazy action-adventure invasion story, uh, and she has to um, use her knowledge of, like, the cars and workshops that her dad taught her to help fight against this um, this technologically advanced alien species to save humanity. You're like, oh, that's great. Oh, by the way, she's a supporting character and her love interest who does nothing the whole movie is the one who saves the world. You'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like that's that's weird. That's The writing almost gets there with these characters, I think. And I think Michaela needed to become the main character to make Transformers, like, at least the, the narrative, like, way more interesting. Like, imagine if Sam was just the dude who kicked off the plot and he was her sidekick. You know, like love interests or not aside, like he could have been fawning over her still regardless. But like all the pieces are there for her to take up like the mantle. Sam just has the lineage connection. And I just find that super weird. And I, I don't know how everyone missed it. Or maybe just they got notes where they're like, hey, no one will go watch a Transformers movie with a girl lead. Yeah, yeah, that would be a crazy yeah. idea. Crazy. Um, which, you know, I mean, then you look at, like, Bumblebee, like, she is, like, a mechanic and everything like that. It, it almost is, like, the the Michaela character just at the center, you know, or, or maybe those two fused together or whatever. Oh, my God, that's so true. <laughs> my <know>. brain. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they're getting there they're figuring it out i guess oh something like that and yeah you know not to fully uh uh go to a tangent with the bubblebee but like 
are they gonna make more Bumblebee movies, or uh, what's gonna happen with that? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the box office and uh, it's disappointing. No, Maybe used a bad example. <laughs> apparently, they did. It did make quite a bit of money overseas, and from what I understand, they are working on like a Bumblebee two or like a Bumblebee and Optimus movie or something along those lines. That's the word on the street. I mean, they're not gonna just give up Transformers, right? But yeah. Jeez, you know, I mean, clearly, I mean, well, I don't know. To me, clearly the best of all those movies, and yet it makes no money because, you know, released the same day as Aquaman. So, you know, Ugh. what can you do? I don't know. Yeah, just bad place, bad time. Um, it's, it's, it's a sol- It's better than, the, like, the last, like, four of them. Like, for me, it, go- it goes like... <sighs> I-, I would kind of put... <sighs> Do I want to say this? I put Transformers above Bumblebee, but then Bumblebee above everything else in the Transformers franchise for me. That's fine. So. Wait, 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 what's the ranking? Let's do. Let's do it now. Come on, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the ranking of the Transformers yeah, 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 movies. Yeah, all the Transformers movies. Okay, so yeah, like I said, I'd put Transformers number one, Bumblebee two, and then the th- the, the third one. What uh, what's the name of that one? Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Three, and then. Wait, how many Transformers are there? Five. Uh, five. By, hit by him. Five what by am him. I missing? Well, four and five? And two. Oh, two. Okay, so fuck. What happens in four? Wait, uh, that five? was the one. The four was the one with like the uh, where with Mark Wahlberg. It's a Transformer. Okay, 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 okay. So I'd put four, uh, then five, then two at the bottom. So two's at the very bottom. And then the fifth one, no, second to last, and then, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, one, Bumblebee, three, four, five, two. That's me. All right. What about okay. you, Diego? Bumblebee, Transformers, uh, five? <laughs> four, two. What, what about three? Oh shoot! Ah, uh, there's too many. Okay, so let me do it exactly, again. Exactly. Um, Bumblebee. <laughs> One, three, five, four, two. Okay. Now, Mike. Okay, it would be Bumblebee, the cartoon. <laughs> oh shoot! Three, one. <laughs> Two, four, five. Oh, you put two above four and five. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. I honestly can't remember anything about five. Like it, yeah, it's like a. It, it has Anthony Hopkins. It's got a. It's it, it, they spend a bunch of time with King Arthur. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, and I the only thing I remember really is like the aspect ratio changes. Yeah. Although that that happens in four too, but it, it didn't happen. But they only did it in IMAX in number four. So anyway, okay, okay, yeah. Anyway, I you know I think fondly of uh, four for uh, for the mere fact that they kill off T.J. Miller like twenty minutes into the, into the movie. Oh yeah, and no, one that of makes the, it a five star movie. <laughs> well, it has one a scene of the most in a, pro- in a projection booth too. So that's, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's yeah, a fun but, fact about number four. I'll save it for number four. What, yeah, what, Sarah, what else yeah. are we going to talk about in that Tease episode? It. You know. Yeah, tease. <laughs> it has a, It has a connection to Christopher Nolan. Ooh, I I am excited. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm happy you brought this all up, but I'm also sad because 
we're, we're wasting all this Transformers energy here. <laughs> because, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a rough road for these next few episodes. Because there's a lot of Transformers. Uh, I think I've already revealed here. I'm not a huge fan of two. One of the it, it's not one of the worst things we've ever seen, but it's definitely bad. It is bad. Um, I don't want to end on that note though. Any, any last words on this on this movie on this Transformers, guys? Uh, Diego, any last words? Um, probably better than it gets credit for. More flawed than you would hope for. Uh, you could do a lot worse with summer entertainment, as summer 2019 has proven weekend after weekend. Right. Uh, but it, I, I have a soft spot for it. The, the, there's a there's a real warmth to the characters and the story and, until the third act, and even then, it's not like um, it's not an ugly movie. There's some ugly stuff in it for sure. Uh, visually, it's stunning, I think, if a little overly busy, uh, and. Bernie Mac. I believe this is one of the last times oh, yeah. we'll see Bernie Mac on the big screen. Uh, rest in peace. What a lovely, lovely presence uh, he was in this film and all films. Uh, and the score by Steve Jablonski is remarkable. Yeah, there you go. Oh, and shout out to the soundtrack with like, um, oh god, now I forget the band's Lincoln name. Park. Lincoln Park, and there's also like an REM song on there that I used to play a lot back when this came out. Um, anyway, very very late 2000s um, new metal, uh, and I liked it back then. Still kind of like it now. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, last words on Transformers? Um, I would say it. It's I would still consider it to be a good movie. Uh, I just think that it has a lot of problems. Um, I think the main one being, as uh, Ron Moore would say, uh, too too much a muchness. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. Um, and as for me, yeah, I still have fond memories of this. I still think it holds up. Good summer blockbuster. Um, and yeah, it's it's another point in Michael Bay's career where he, I think, gets it right. Um, where a lot of the elements fall in place and you see, you know, uh, his true potential as a filmmaker on display. And yeah, it's, it's overall fun time. And, um, we'll see his, uh, (laughs) we'll see where he goes in the next one (laughs) and just how far he takes it. Um, and yeah, Transformers, What's it called? Revenge of the Fallen? Is that what Revenge it is? Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Revenge yep. of the Fallen. That's sense. the next episode. Jesus Christ. Um, the titles are just... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can do it. Okay, Revenge of the Fallen, then Dark of the Moon, then... Um, wait, wait, don't tell me. Uh, I know the last one is The Last Night, right? Yeah. Then the fourth one is... Mm-hmm. Wait... No, I can't. Uh, no, I can't. I can't remember it. What is it? What, what's the fourth one? Age of Extinction. Age you of beat Extinction. me to it. <laughs> oh. All of the titles are weird. I mean, Bumblebee, okay, but that's weird because it doesn't have Transformers in the title. But even like the cartoon is the Transformers, the movie. Like that's that's <laughs> what it is on screen. You know, they're all weird. They. Uh, Re- like dark, not dark side of the moon, dark of the moon, not dark of you the know moon, yeah. revenge of the fallen. What is the uh, anyway? Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, Jesus, anyway. we're in it for the long haul here, guys. Yeah. Um, before we go, plugs. 
uh where can the people listening find you online let's start with you mike uh well you can find me on twitter and uh letterboxd at mumbles 3k and you can also find me on uh the nerdparty.com doing a show called retro perspective where we take a look at all of the movies released 25 years ago this week there you go uh diego hey what about you uh, check out my stuff over at the Waffle Press. Uh, lots of fun retrospectives going on. Finished Batman, Spider-Man will be wrapped up. But definitely by the time this comes out, I got a good feeling about that. Because uh, still no word on the trailer oh, for Jesus Six Christ. Underground. But that's okay. Uh, more time yeah. for me to put other other great stuff out there for everyone to listen to. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for more of that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, yes, and uh, I tweeted today... Uh, do we? Do I have to start begging for the Six Underground trailer at this point? I mean, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> it's it's uh, we're we're nearing the end of June. We're approaching July. My prediction at the beginning of this whole thing was like, we're, we're, it's definitely going to come out in July. We're definitely going to see a Michael Bay movie in July again. Nope, unless they surprise drop it for some reason on July Fourth or some shit. I, well, I don't think we're going to see it for the, until like December. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with Six Underground. Maybe, hey, you know, but folks listening to this in the future, it'll, it'll already be out or something. You, know, you guys will be enjoying it now. Uh, Talk from Society. That's my plug. Go read it. Go listen to it. It's good. All right, guys. That's it. Uh, that was Transformers. Next week. Next episode, I should say. Transformers. Uh, I already forgot the fucking name of the thing. Transformers Dark. Of- no, Revenge. No, 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 no. Just, Revenge just- of the Fallen. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers. Revenge of the Fallen. All right. So get out your Walmart exclusive IMAX Blu-rays, folks, and and watch it. Uh, because that's what we're talking about. All right. And now for our last words, for our catchphrase at the end, guys. Here we go. I know we all remember it. We're going to say it on my mark. Here we go. One, two, three. You, you forgot, forgot your boarding, boarding pass. pass. Yeah, I think we all got it that time. Yeah.